it's just so difficult just as it is with just keeping the lights on for a business. I think they say most businesses don't even make it to five or I think it's three years. So the Mm -hmm. fact that we are at six and we are continuing to thrive. I had a small office that was supposed to be for four or five people who are now like at 12 and under in less than a year. Like that to me is success. Great day. Great day. You are listening to the Jerisha Said Podcast. Episode 67. Having the courage to start your own business and actually sell your consulting services online can be tough. Look, it may not be easy, but it can be simple. In each episode, we take a deep dive into one core growth strategy so you can gain a solid understanding of what's required to serve your clients, sell your services, and scale your consulting business online. All you have to do is listen to what Jerisha said. So if you are ready for a transparent, I'm talking all the way real, edge snatching strategies, grab your castor oil and keep listening. I am your host, former engineer, turned online high-ticket sales coach, Jerisha Hawk. You probably chose to tune in today because you have a burning desire. You have had this idea of starting a business and creating consistent revenue, but there's a gap. Something's missing. You still haven't yet figured out how to attract clients consistently and actually have confidence selling them over the phone. And that's why this episode today is brought to you by my premium program, Newly Enhanced Services That Sell 2.0. If you've been thinking about turning the skills that you currently have into a high-ticket, four-figure service that you can sell consistently, I encourage you to sign up for my free crash course training at jerishahawk.com backslash workshop. I'll make sure that you know everything that you need to not just deliver your services and help your clients get results, but how to actually attract those types of clients and sell them consistently using very simple foundational sales strategies. This method has been developed specifically for those who have not, who don't have a large audience and who don't want to spend thousands of dollars trying to get complicated funnels to actually work. This is your time to gain the clarity that you crave to confidently sell your services online. Do not waste another minute. Visit jerishahawk.com backslash workshop, register for the next training, and finally get a simple plan that you can follow and implement so you can start selling your services. Visit jerishahawk.com backslash workshop now. Hey, have you ever been to an event where every need was considered, every detail was accounted for, and every element was executed with excellence? If you haven't, you need to start following our guest today because she is the definition of special events and luxury experiences. Having experienced one of these awe-inspiring events put on by Carlene Roy when I attended the My Taught You retreat, I made it a mission of mine to learn how this Memphis native and Howard graduate built her events agency, The Vanity Group. When Carlene moved to New York in 2004, armed with nothing but ambition and a dream, she quickly landed a job in the publicity department of Def Jam Records and immediately gained recognition for her exceptional skills and dedication. She was recruited first by R&B artist Neo to oversee the day-to-day operations of his management company, and later by Sean Diddy Combs, who brought Carlene on as his senior executive assistant at Bad Boy Entertainment. 
The confidence, expertise, and international connections Carlene developed over the course of her career inspired her in 2011 to strike out on her own. The Vanity Group quickly became the firm of choice for a variety of corporate clients and A-list celebrities, from Justin Bieber and Kobe Bryant to Cardi B and DJ Khaled. Carlene and her staff of luxury lifestyle curators understand the needs of high-profile individuals and the no-excuses work ethic they expect. Featured in Forbes, Vogue, InStyle, and other national publications, Carlene and her stellar team at the Vanity Group specialize in clients who demand the very best. Carlene brings the magic when nothing else would do. And in today's episode, we'll be getting a glimpse at how she delivers high-end, high-ticket curated events for A-list celebrities. Let's get to it. Carlene, I am so excited to have you here on the podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Of course. I'm happy to be here on this fine, amazing, sunshiny day. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I recently, well, I've heard you speak quite a few times at the My Taught You Retreat and then recently at Summit 21. And the more I'm starting to learn uh, like about Carlene, like the Carlene behind the business of the Vanity Group, the more I am just intrigued. Um, so I'm really excited to have you here. But to kind of lay the land and get us all on the starting point, can you just kind of describe what the primary function is of your business? Like, how do you make money? What do you sell? Who do you serve? Yes, absolutely. So the Vanity Group at its core is an event production company. We create experience experiences for your favorite rappers, favorite rappers, your favorite superstars, favorite superstars. So we are an event production company um, at its core. People call it experiential. People call it creating experiences or curating experiences. Curating, I, I hear this word so much these days. Um, but we do event production for um, A-list talent and top-tier brands. Awesome. Um, and I know if you guys don't know Carlene Roy, if you're listening to this right now, like pause this episode and go follow her and follow the Vanity Group on Instagram. Um, and kudos to you for like creating more consistent content, like behind the scenes of your events. <laughs> we literally just got out of a team meeting and my staff was telling me how I need to step it up. It's, it's a whole job. It is a whole job. I actually admire and tip my hat to the people I see on Instagram who are consistent, like bloggers and not that I'm trying to be a blogger, but it's a, it's a real job and it's, it's a real art. So thank you for noticing that I'm at least trying to post uh, once a quarter. It's so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's so cool how you've been able to kind of give us um, insight and give your audience insight into how these events are actually produced. Because I think a lot of the time we see the highlight reel, like we see the finished product. You know, I've experienced your finished product, attending the My Taught You retreat, being a part of that event. It's like wedding level um, criteria like done on like a day-to-day -day basis for the events that you do yeah. so, I mean it's incredible um but like so how did I mean the fact that you are working with clients who are like the elite of the elite like the superstars and the entertainers that we all listen to and consume content of like how did how do you go about like structuring and even packaging your offers um since it seems like every event is so uniquely different like kind of what's worked with you in regards to your service offerings and how you actually package your services? It has been a lot of trial and error. I am going into officially my sixth year in business. So as the old folks say, I wish I knew, I wish I knew now, or I wish I knew then what I know now um, is the same. So yeah, it's been a lot of trial and error. When I 
initially started the Vanity Group on early years, I was just good at doing events under a very short time constraint. And I did it well. It was very innately to me. It was second nature. So pricing and packaging and how I, um, how I communicate this to a potential client, I didn't know. And it took a lot of research. So to anybody who was out there and they are debating whether or not to start their business, you really need to take the time to do your due diligence and find out what is market market rate for what you are offering, who your competitors are, if you can have some sort of like insight to what people are charging in your city and what you do. So I took a lot of years um, of me doing it and figuring out, okay, how do I charge for um, this type of this type of service. So it definitely took some time. We're, we're just now getting to the place where um, I think that it's all starting to mesh and it's all starting to make sense as far as how we are structuring ourselves um, financially and operationally um, in, within the business. Yeah. And I, I can only imagine, like, do you, like, is it more of a case by case basis where like you listen to a client's needs and then you structure a custom package or are there kind of based off you guys have done, I don't know how many events I've been to this point over the last six years, but can you kind of like better gauge now like if they fall into this bucket, it'll kind of fall into this type of package or is yeah. it totally customized? Not so much packages, but it's a hundred percent customized. So a client will call us and they'll, basically just ramble off everything they need. I need a flying monkey. I want to jump off of a <laughs> helicopter. I want this done tomorrow. I also want to gift my mom with 18 Birkin bags for 18 years. And she put up with me, like whatever it is, we pretty much have an idea of how much things cost from a production standpoint, because we do this every day. I can walk into any event and let you know how much it costs. Oh, the flowers were this, the tables were this, because I, I do this um, every day. But as far as what we charge, it is it is specific to what that event is and what the scope is and the general ask. But so sometimes we are asked to do things that are outside of event production. So there may be a sponsorship component where we are needing to negotiate a sponsorship agreement for a client, for a brand to come in on board and participate in an event, a client may ask us to also handle the guest list or also wrangle talent. So these are other services that are part of an event and part of a dope event that we also do. So it all is customizable depending on what the client and what that particular um, event calls for. And, you know, the beauty of the Vanity Group is we are a rescue company. Mm. A lot of people come to us when they need to be rescued. I need an event tomorrow. I need an event in seven days. I need an event tomorrow in London. So we don't do a lot of events with long lead times. The most, the, the retreat actually is like the only project that we do that is not within like two weeks, everything we do here operates on like a 14 day turnaround. So people are coming to us to rescue them when they need rescue from the event standpoint. So the prices vary depending on the scope of the event, the location of the event, how big, nothing is ever the same. Oh, wow. And I, and I think that that's really interesting um, that you guys are the rescue company, 14 day turnarounds. Like how, 
like when you started your business and started offering these services, did you, like, how did you pick that niche to say that we want to be the go-to rescue event planner, like a rescue event experiential company, like versus, I think a lot of event planners, at least that I'm familiar with are very much more like long, you know, at least you have some sort of lead time more than 14 days. Yeah. Um, so how did you pick that niche and how did you kind of like fall into that niche? This is the only world I know. I've only worked in the music business. I've only worked in entertainment for the last 15 so years. And if you know anything about show business, everything is rushed. Everything is last minute. Everything is hurry up to wait. And I've, you know, within the music business, I have worked with talent directly. A lot of musicians, a lot of talented people, they just don't think how the rest of us think and they wake up and they want what they want and they want things done at still a very high and pristine level. So that is the only training and the only knowledge that I know. My my background was never in anything taking a month or a year to get done. My knowledge was we need this done and we need it done tomorrow and it needs to look amazing. So that's all I know. Um, and those are my relationships. I think I would be bored if I had to do anything like <laughs> a year or two year out. That's why we don't do a lot of weddings just because it's, we, we lose steam um, after a time. Like we are, the heartbeat of the company is built on speed and endurance and, you know, and, and heartbeat and pace. Um, so yeah, anything that's longer than that or takes longer than that, you completely have lost me. I've checked out, um, but this is all I know. And it came to me innately. So um, I, I also meet a lot of young women who are business, inspiring business owners and they say I'm a brand strategist or I am a social media guru and I ask them okay what brands have you worked for none okay what strategy have you ever worked on for a brand none have you ever did a project from conception to execution no so how can you brand yourself as this type of person? I can, you know, confidently say that this is the world and the business that I've done from the start of my career. So this is all I know. And this is how the, this, this is pretty much the foundation of the Bandy Group. Yeah, I think a lot of our listeners sometimes overlook their genius. Like you did the thing that you knew how to do that you've always done. Have you ever second guessed that like what you bring to the table was valuable or like second guessed that I just need to do what I already know? Like, did you ever try to step outside of the scope of what you knew and then fell no. back in? No, or I keep it. I keep it simple. I keep, <laughs> I keep to keep to what I know. Cause there's a lot of people trying to be a, uh, jack of all trades but but masters of none and, and I don't want to be in that class or in that thought like I know what I'm good at I stick to it I hope that I continue to grow and be more dope in the field that I know but I'm not trying to be everything to everybody I never doubted my value my only question was how do I market this or how do I make a living off of this but I always knew that like this was at least the direction that I wanted my life to go. Yeah. And I'm, thank you for um, saying that. Cause I know it's a lot of something I, a lot of our listeners struggle with, like they'll do something in their job. And the second they try to start a business, they try to do something completely left field from the experience yeah. that they already have. Yeah. And, no. <laughs> she's like, just no, just don't do that. Yeah. Um, so as you've, and I hear you always talk about this, um, about the importance of building relationships 
because so much of your business right now is built off the relationships that you had before um, and the relationships that you continue to build. But how do you, or I guess, how have you gone about identifying where your gaps are so you know what relationships you maybe need to invest in or um, just, to, just to have a better understanding of what type of people you need to have in your circle? My business is 100% based off of relationships. People want to do business with people they know and people they like. I don't think the company would be here if I did not have a career in the credentials of being a woman um, of my word that has led me to... um, to have the receipts to, you know, be able to build vanity groups. So relationship building is super important, but I'm not a fan of forced relationships. Um, Anybody who was in my life, whether professional or personal, these are organic relationships that have taken time to build. And if they are new relationships, I'm invested in um, seeing where the relationship goes. They always say, um, chase relationships, don't chase money, because if you have great relationships with people, the money and opportunities um, will come. As far as filling the gaps for relationships I don't have, um, I'm, I have not thought of a campaign or a strategy on developing new relationships. I think as far as my business is concerned, if I continue to do good work, the exposure and the light of the Vanny Group will continue to shine. So my goal is to continue to do dope work, and I think the relationships will form as the stars align. Mm, I appreciate you sharing that. This episode was generously sponsored by Acuity Scheduling. We are all ready to make more money and serve more people, but if you are in an email ping-pong game with potential clients struggling to schedule your next call, let me introduce you to my software sugar daddy, Acuity Scheduling. Look, if the need to easily schedule calls and collect payment is holding you back from actually making money in your business, you need a simple solution. You need to have an automated process that handles all of the administrative and payment collection tasks for you. You need something that integrates with your calendar so you never miss an appointment and sends reminders to your clients so they show up on time. You need Acuity Scheduling. I've dated all the top scheduling softwares that the interwebs have to offer, but nothing has come close to Acuity Scheduling. I've been rocking with Acuity Scheduling for two years and counting. They continue to exceed my expectations and they are always making improvements. That's real love. And to share the love, you can visit acuityscheduling.com backslash hawk hustle to get a 45-day trial to test it out for yourself. You will thank me later. Visit acuityscheduling.com backslash hawk hustle to get your 45-day trial of Acuity Scheduling now. Um, and like, what does your personal development look like? Like how, I mean, you went from being an employee to working for yourself and not now having a team, you're six years into business. Like what does your personal development regimen look like? Are you investing in coaching or mentorship or just how are you developing as a business owner? Oh my God, I need to. How am I developing as a, (laughs) I, I will tell you, doing events and being a coach to people comes to me very naturally. I can lead a team. I can empower people. I can encourage people to work. That's what I can do very naturally. Being a CEO was something that 
was not foreign to me. I grew up in a house. My father was an entrepreneur and working for um, Diddy or Mr. Combs, I got to see firsthand how a young boss operates and operates um, successfully. So excellence from a business perspective was not foreign to me. But what has been difficult is being a CEO it has not been easy. It's very, being a business owner, especially a business that is thriving. It's a very lonely, um, it's a very lonely feeling um, a lot of the time. So I am trying my best to be uh, a better CEO every day. I, I tell the tell the people I even I work with, I'm still a student of the game. I'm still learning. Um, I'm blessed with a lot of friends and people in my life who are business owners who can, in a in an informal way, um, coach me or even just be a listening ear to kind of walk me um, through things. I'm reading books. Shout out to the book that you uh, gave to me about clockwork. It was actually right on time because it been something that I was toiling with from an operational um, standpoint. But I, I, I think being a CEO, an effective CEO, it takes time. And I don't think it's something that can be um, learned overnight. Any amazing CEO, Mark Zuckerberg and everybody else, they have a team of people who are developing them, almost like an artist, a musician. They're developing them to be um, a great CEO. Yeah. And like, how are how are you defining success in this season? So I think a lot of the time we're like, I, we need to be better CEOs or be better business owners or be better in whatever. But um, I guess, how are you defining success in this season? Success for me, Jerisha, um, um, I'm very much about the small wins. Success for me is being able to have a staff of multiple people that I can pay, being able to have an office in Manhattan that we can pay for, being able to offer my staff uh, insurance and everything else that they need, being able to um, be a competitive um, employer and being able to continue to keep the lights on by doing good work. That is success for me because for a long time it was me working in the kitchen in my Harlem apartment. So the fact that I'm here, this is light years ahead of wherever I thought that I would be. So for me, it's all about the small wins. I, I think we, we, we as a people, as a community, as a generation, we are so, um, there's so many things going on in our head. We see so many things on social media and we try to have these big outrageous goals, which are great. Everybody should have major life goals they're trying to hit. But I think for any up and coming business owner, there are so, it's just so difficult just as it is with just keeping the lights on for a business. I think they say most businesses don't even make it to five or I think it's three years. So the fact that we are at six and we are continuing to thrive. I had a small office that was supposed to be for four or five people. We're now like at 12 and under in less than a year. Like that to me is success. That is awesome. Um, and kudos. Like, I don't think those are small wins. Giving insurance to employees is like a whole situation. It is. Um, it, know it. <laughs> um, so I think one thing that I think is really interesting about your business model, like you said, it's all about producing excellence at a very high rate and high turnaround. Um, but how have you been able to grow the business without diluting the client experience and still ensuring that, you know, your clients are getting the absolute best from you and your team? You have to be in tune with the event. 
or whatever the project, whatever the task is at hand, maybe I would be a bit better business businesswoman if I took every job that people called us to do. But I think when you are in tune with the event and you actually are getting joy from it, you're naturally going to be about excellence and you're not going to diminish the um, client experience. We also don't pack on more events than we can handle. So we are a good sized team, but we also are small but mighty. If we stretch ourselves very thin, we can't give the same level of service to everybody. We're, it's just not humanly power possible. We don't have the manpower to do so. So the Vandy Group is small and it's niche by design, because I do want to continue to have some level of quality control as far as the work that we are producing. Oh, I love that. Like what I'm hearing is like you guys have a really good understanding about what your capacity and your bandwidth is. A hundred percent. How did you go about learning that? Because I think that's where a lot of service-based business owners, they have this aspiration of, I want to work with X number of clients or produce X number of events or whatever, without really taking into consideration, like what is our actual bandwidth? Well, I've, I've always, for a long time, I was a one-woman show. So I had to find out very quickly, okay, what can I handle and what can I not handle? So you have to think, as a one person doing everybody's job, I had to be very particular about what events um, I could do because if the event is whack in the end, no matter if I did a thousand whack events, there's still a thousand whack events. I'd rather do two bomb ass events than like 30 whack events. So I had to be very um, intentional with what projects I accepted on. And the same thing goes now. I wanted us to be um, intentional with what projects we, we take on. Mm. quality over quantity what is it quality over quantity yeah and like I just love the certainty and everything that you're saying um and I really hope as you guys are listening to this episode like that you are hearing it's niche by design she understands capacity like that you know they produce they rather do a small number of events done very very well than a large number of events done half-assed um but what does it look like for you to like scale this type of business? Like, you know, like as far as growing the business, you know, being able to handle more clients, keep more lights on, what does it look like for you to, to scale this type of niche specialty business? Kind of what's your vision for it? We are not in the scale phase yet. We are still in the season of growth. Um, and there are lots of growing pains that go- come along with your business growing sometimes faster than um, you can keep up. So I'm not in the season of scale, so I can't even discuss sale, scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people discuss scale, I think, prematurely because that's the new buzzword when you are reading these you know, business journals and trade magazines, like how to scale your business. But your business needs to be in a in a season of growth and have a solid foundation before you can even talk about, okay, now how do we scale? So for the Vanny group, we're not there yet. We're still in the season of getting our footing and setting our foundation. So once it is set, then we can now discuss scaling. Mm, and I'm, thank you for saying that. Um, we talk a lot about understanding what season of business that you're in. And I guess what are um, some of the lessons learned or kind of what's worked for you guys during this season of growth? Like when you say lay the foundation and, and develop more stability, 
overall within your business, kind of what it, what specifically is that looking like for you guys right now? Getting our operations in order, uh, figuring out workflow as far as our back office is concerned. So a lot of what you guys see on social media, that's what you would call for a business like front office, the event coordinators, the pr- producers, the people who are client facing the behind the scenes. There's a whole business management department. There's a whole finance person. There's a bookkeeper. There's an accounting. There's HR and operations. There's the business affairs. There's a whole side of people who are helping to keep this machine in order. So as we are, you know, gaining these new team members, it's figuring out, okay, what is our workflow so that we are lockstep and how we approach each day in the business. So that is something that I am in the season of learning and figuring out and getting better um, as a business owner. And then also just system and processes, like how can we make our systems more efficient so that we aren't running in circles and marching, you know, in order for our events. You have to think everything we do is last minute. So the events rushing and can't be crazy and as well as the back end of the business can't be crazy. So I need to, you know, make sure that the back end of the Vaney group is smooth sailing because the front of the house is going to be crazy by nature. That's what events are. Rush, crazy, last minute fires, the flowers didn't get in and people going crazy. Like that's the nature of a business. So they both can't be out of, out of whack. There needs to be a, a yin to the yang. Yeah. Um, and thank you for sharing that. I think that that's like super insightful as, and I know a lot of the time our, our listeners always talk about, I need to get my systems in place. I need to get my back end in place. But if there, maybe take us back to when you were a solopreneur where it was just you, um, what was your primary focus then? And we can kind of see how it's maybe evolved or changed since then. But how did you manage that when you were by yourself handling front end and back end office of your business? The solo focus was eating. <laughs> making the money making enough money so that i could eat okay so that's the first focus the second focus is how do i keep it all afloat how do i invoice how do i you know do accounts receivables you know like how do i figure out all these things so it's like one step at a time okay now we have enough business coming in where I can eat and you know you can pay your rent on time or you can pay your car note on time I don't have a car I live in New York City but for wherever people live and then you have to figure out how to make the business side um of it work and I would say to any creatives out there that's the new word too I'm a creative I'm a creative and a lot of times those a lot of those people it's just naturally how our brain works you lack the business acumen side and they need to be just as strong. And if they're not, you need to empower someone else to that you can delegate who can handle that side of things. Um, QuickBooks has been um, a godsend for the Vanny group when I was a one woman show, but guess what? Now that the business is growing, that doesn't work for us um, anymore. So as you're company continues to grow, you will find systems and software and Asana and Trello and all these things that they may work for a certain part of your business, but as it grows or doesn't grow that you need to pivot and be able to make um, educated adjustments. And, And those educated adjustments, being able to pivot, like have you, are there certain things in your business where you really struggled with being able to pivot more smoothly or making those adjustments or had they been kind of organic and kind of natural for you? 
they have been pretty natural for me. I'm, I'm never married to anything. Mm. Like this is how I've been doing it. And this is the only way it's going to be. I am always telling people like, there's a better way to get things done. I want to do it. The only thing that I'm married to is excellence. So if there's a better way that I can do it, then by all means, let's, um, adapt it and use it here. Um, at the vanity group. I love that. Um, well just again, thank you so much for your time today. I know there's listeners tuning in who are like, where do we get more goodness from you? Um, Mm -hmm. so where's the best place for all of our listeners to connect with you and stay in tune with what you're doing at the vanity group? Oh my God, Jerisha, they can follow me on Instagram at Carlene Roy. We also are looking for a social media manager. So maybe if I had one, you would see a lot more of me (laughs) because my personal website as well. This is a plug for the Jerisha Hawk um, um, podcast. So hopefully you will see more of me once I have more army members who to hold me accountable. Um, and the same goes for the Vandy group. So that's our next phase of what we're doing. Um, just trying to be more consistent because we're so always in the trenches that we're forgetting about social media and that sucks. So, but for right now you can find me at Carlene Roy on Instagram and hold me accountable. If you guys don't see me posting like at least once a week. <laughs> will do. Hey there, Hawk Hustler. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. If you are ready to turn your side hustle selling services into a profitable online coaching or consulting business, visit jerishahawk.com backslash workshop. Within just one hour of this free masterclass, yes, free 99, you will have a proven framework to convert not just better clients, but more clients who are willing to pay top dollar consistently. Visit jerishahawk.com backslash workshop and I will see you there.